Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers driving the bus here today. We head out to our celebrity line to be joined by the voice of the blues, the very own Chris Kerber. Curbs, how you doing today, bud? Jamie, I'm doing well. Hope you got some rest last night. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Curbs. I got up this morning, and uh, one, I didn't know where I was because uh, yep. I've been in so many beds here recently. Think of that however you want. Hmm. But um, also, two, is uh, I didn't have the, the lovely sound of the waves crashing in against the beach and the breeze coming in. I woke up to some rain and some cold, so I was a little a little off balance, to say the least. <laughs> I, I, I like no joke. I don't think I know. I've known what day it is, like the actual day of the week, for about a month and a half right now. Well, Curbs, happy Friday. Like, I'm, I'm like I'm like two days. I'm like two days off right now. Like, is this is this Saturday? Is today Saturday? I keep thinking tomorrow night is Christmas Eve. That's how screwed up I am. Yes, I, I'm in the, I've actually done that three times. Too. I'm like I got to get stuff done. I don't want to work tomorrow. And I was like, what's tomorrow? I go. Christmas Eve, I don't. She goes, you got a game. I go, oh my god, we got an extra day. Sorry, yeah. we're in there. You can't have too much celebrating. If you do two Christmas Eves, that'll be fine. Uh, this is totally, uh, totally off of the radar. Here it has nothing to do with the Blues, but Marshy brought it up earlier. Right. I, don't, I don't know how we got here, Curbs. But we were talking about uh, Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, and liken them to. I believe it was Jeff Passan that likened them to like Marvel oh, yeah. superheroes. Marshy's favorite Marvel superhero happens to be Spider Man. Didn't expect it, but uh, where are you at? Who's your favorite Marvel character? Boy, so I actually did. I have seen just about all those movies. It took us about three years to catch up. Um, We watched them in release order. So me and my girls, and they were the ones that wanted to do this. Um, No, it's it's not Spider-Man for me. I think, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, uh, let's see. Favorite Marvel one. You know what? I'm going Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah, I'm going Brie Larson all the way pushes, on that one. Who pushes back on that? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. No, nobody. Is, like is Thor an Avenger? Yeah, Thor's an Avenger. See, I like Thor. He's got, he's got long hair and he's got the build, the big hammer. You know, yeah. I can see that. It works. The one thing I haven't figured out though is like, while all those other Marvels were like saving 1800 universes and traveling back in time and getting Loki, you know, to do weird stuff like. Like, I don't know what Captain Marvel was off on her own doing, waiting until everybody was nearly dead to just come back and save the day. So I would like some kind of, 
I, I would like some kind of prequel into how she was killing her time while the rest of the universe was just getting destroyed. Well, it's a pretty easy one where she could go, I told you so. <laughs> I knew yeah. this wasn't going to work. Yeah, Things- like, like, you know, instead of celebrating her return, like, yeah, she came back to save the day. How come all of them were like, one of them's missing a hand, the other one's lost brothers, you know, Black Widow's gone, and you're like, where the hell you been? <laughs> on a, just on a silence retreat. She's been fun. <laughs> She'll yeah. be back. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it worked out. It worked <laughs> a little punch of karma, <laughs> maybe. Just like, like, how, how does somebody that has more superpowers than all of them just disappear and decide, just, oh, I'll just hang out? It's a strategy it's a of, curse. It's a lot of responsibility, right? It's like, yeah, I could help, but I don't know, let them figure it out. We all have that it's child. Like, hey, it's like your, your kids, right, Curbs? Like, you could help them with certain things, but you're like, you know what? they got to learn a lesson here. I mean, Ant-Man was lost in somebody's blood system for like 15 years, and she's like, oh, this is cool. What do you guys need? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, oh. So I don't, I'm not sure that I helped you out there, fellas. No, no you're you fine. did. You you're did. Fine. I like that. You went a different direction. I like that. Curves, uh, as we dive into the Blues here a little bit here, they got one game before uh, a couple of days off for the holiday. You know, four games now under new interim head coach Drew Bannister. What are some things that you've noticed about this club in those four games? Listen, I, I actually think my favorite thing so far might have been Pavel Butchnevich's, uh, Butchnevich's, yeah, nice curves. Pavel <laughs> Butchnevich's comments to Matt DeFranks after the game last night. When when Matt asked him, you know, did, did you feel like this was kind of a rebound after essentially getting benched for the final 12 minutes of the third period against Tampa? And, and Pavel's response was, no, I don't think like that. He goes, I, it, he actually says, I deserve to be benched there, you know, but I'm not 20 anymore, so I don't worry about games that are passed. And just the fact that, you know, so much of that word accountability, and it's overused in my book because I don't know – accountability only works one if it's used a certain way and two if it's then accepted by whoever's being held accountable if that makes any sense but but i think that that's a heck of a message that drew bannister sent in that game by sitting what i think is probably the best all-around 200 foot player on this hockey team uh from skill wise talent wise place power play penalty kill all that for him to accept it then come out and say i deserved it and then have the game he did i I just think that that's a really good sign in terms of what this team is expecting down the road. Now, along those lines, then, it's always the response to adversity. We saw them come back in the Dallas game, which was good, and then we saw a much better team game against Florida than we saw against Tampa. You put those three things together, Jamie, and I I think that's what what probably jumps off the page at me the most in the the first four games under Drew Bannister. Curbs talking about the Booch benching and then the bounce back by Booch and that line against the Panthers. You know, what kind of an impact do you think that that has had now on this team? Watching, to your point, one of your best, if not the best, all-around player. He competes every game. He's a good dude. Teammates like him. He got benched, which everybody it was an eye-opener, but then he responds by coming back the next game and having a big game. What kind of an impact do you think that has? Well, I think it's got to have a huge impact on somebody like a Jordan Cairo, right? Or, you know, you, so even even a Jake Neighbors looking at what's going on. Uh, if you're a Tyler Tucker, if you're a Scott Perunovich, if you're a Joe Hofer, you know, I, I think it's got to say, hey, if this coach, you know, is, is willing to do that with him, but then he responds that way, what excuse do you have? Now, the, again, like I said, when it comes to accountability, Jimmy, in my opinion, the only way that works is if guys accept it. 
Um, I think we've seen Jordan Cairo face adversity, accept it, meet it, and come out really good on the other end with a couple of good games. We just saw Pavel Butchnevich, and, and I think that those are just important growth games and growth moments for this team. Now, the, the one thing that we saw over this weekend that you know, I, I think you'll agree with me on this, but again, uh, I'll defer to you on this. I, I still think that there is a tremendous amount of room for this team to come together as a team and play more for each other um, in certain moments. And I liked what we saw, for example, when even though I don't think that it was a, a negligent hit on Jake Neighbors uh, by Kulikov in that game, I liked the way that when he went, Kulikov went behind the net, it was Krug and Shen that went after him a little bit. And so I, I'd like to see more of that kind of just fighting for each other. And I think if that happens over the next uh, – little while this team could find itself on a run maybe you answered this in part of the Buchnevich his handling here by Drew Bannister but aside from wins and losses how should we be grading the job he does in the interim uh I I think do you see for, for me I think it's probably do you see more consistency from from the guys you know like a Kairou and stuff like that who it's time to start seeing that uh, do you continue? And, and I'm look, listen, I'm also looking for how certain scenarios are being used here. Um, I, I thought, uh, like every time you're seeing the Thomas line on the ice, for the most part, you're seeing Pareko and Letty with him. You know, so you, you've got really your shutdown defense guy with Pareko and, and, and your top even strength defense guy with Pareko on the ice with your top line who can make up maybe for more mistakes than some of the other guys, right? Uh, it's, 30 seconds that you've got a two goal lead. There's 30 seconds to go on a power play. And with a power play that's still sputtering just a little bit, you go ahead and you put, you know, you put Krug, I'm sorry, you put Falk and you put Letty out on the ice, two defensemen, just to make sure that you don't give up that shorthanded goal kind of thing. I think there are coachable moments like that. And, and the other thing that you, there's no doubt that his marching orders from Doug Armstrong were uh, accountability and kind of management of this team. And, and so far, I think it's been a, a, a heck of a good start for him. Curbs, last one for you here, and uh, this is about Joel Hofer. And certainly not a question of a goaltender controversy, because you know how I feel about Jordan Bennington and how, how much I, I like him and love him as a goaltender. But it, it is nice for the Blues to have the luxury of tapping on Joel Hofer, and he's able to go in and put out a performance like he had against the Panthers. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talked about maybe rebound games for Jordan Bennington, or for uh, Jordan Cairo and, and Pavel Buchnevich. I think Hofer needed one as well. You know, he'd gone out a couple games, struggled a little bit, maybe fought it just a little bit, um, and, and, and he came in when the Blues needed him to do exactly what he needed to do. Jordan Bennington had started five straight games. Wouldn't shot. Now, Bennington's numbers against the Blackhawks in his career have been fantastic. Uh, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't, but at the same time, it wouldn't shock me at all with the way Joel played in that game. If Joel got the call last night, it just gives Jordan another few days off during the holiday break because you've got some big, tough games coming up with Colorado, Pittsburgh, Dallas, uh, Carolina coming up after the break. So um, a, a great game for him, and they need him. Look, if you're going to – and Doug Armstrong said this last night. He, he said, I, I believe we still can make the playoffs here. And, and if that's, that is the goal. And, and stating that, you know, finishing in third in that area is wh- where that target is. You're going to need Joel Hofer to play and play well, because I still think in that situation, unless you really overwork your starter, you've got to get 25 to 28 points from your number two goaltender. So 
I thought it was a great game for Joel Hofer, and uh, um, he showed some humor in his comments after the game with both he and neighbors getting bit by the curved glass. And, you know, I, I you, you got to like the feel of that there. So I, great game for him. And, you know, and, and again, like I said, and, and I'm right there with you. you, you know, I'm a Bennington honk. And I, I said this before the Tampa game, I'll still say it even after the Tampa game. If you, if I got to win a game seven, the two goaltenders I would be looking at in the NHL to do that right now are Vasilevsky or Bennington. And, uh, but having said that, you know, Hofer, if he does get on a little bit of a run, it can help this team and it's only beneficial to everybody. I agree, Curbs. Great stuff, as always. Hey, buddy, uh, enjoy the holiday. Have a great Christmas with your family. Which is Monday. Which is Monday, Curbs. Monday, and got it. We'll, we'll catch up to you following the holiday, but have a great one. All right, you guys, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody, and uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow night at the rink and then have a great little break. Awesome, Curbs. Christmas, Curbs. Thanks a lot. Again, that was Chris Kerber, voice of your St. Louis Blues, right here on the Blues Radio Network.